If you do any prospecting with LinkedIn, you have got to go get set up with Surf. That's S-U-R-F-E. It's a tool you can use to add new contacts to your CRM system directly from LinkedIn in seconds. I'm using it every single day. I add contacts, follow my deals, keep track of notes, and it ends up saving me a bunch of time on prospecting and outreach, which means I can spend more time moving my deals along. The data is always 100% accurate since I don't have to copy and paste all the fields over from each and every contact that I want to put in my CRM. Instead, Surf does that all automatically with just one click in about 60 seconds. The team over at Surf has put together a very special offer for fans of sales players. There's a link down in the show notes and you can use the promo code JWSURF5. Don't forget the E at the end of Surf. That's JWSURF5 for 5% off your first year. Don't spend another minute doing things manually. Go get set up with Surf. Hey everybody, my guest today is Amanda Jones. Now, Amanda is a friend of mine of over 10 years, one of the first colleagues that I connected with in the software industry, and frankly, one of the best software sellers that I've ever worked alongside. She was also the first guest on my podcast. And I wanted to bring her back on the show to catch up on what she's working on right now. She actually recently launched a sales consulting business. And then the other topic we covered today was how to break into some of these uh, high growth, high opportunity software companies as a seller. Amanda has worked at Chorus and Full Story and Outreach and some of the other very fast growth uh, software startups out there and software companies out there. So I wanted to get her thoughts on how to approach those opportunities, how to network with the right people, whether that's recruiters or the hiring manager. Uh, we also covered some of the skills that it takes to launch your own consultancy and what some of the most important skills are today in modern selling. So with all of that, welcome Amanda. How's it going? Good. Uh, I was telling you off air that we should catch up more offline, off air, but somehow the last time I talked to you was also on the podcast. It was. Um, but such is life. So first of all, uh, just to, to fill everybody in who's who's listening, Mandy, uh, Amanda Jones uh, was my first guest on the podcast a year ago, over a year ago now. And I wanted to bring her back on to do sort of a catch up how, you know, where are they now a, a year later in, in the career and, and what, what she's up to. Uh, she's putting together something pretty exciting. So I want to, yeah, just, I guess, Mandy, maybe tell us, uh, and by the way, I call her Mandy, uh, but tell us what you're, you're working on right now and kind of what the last year uh, had in store. And just as another refresher, her episode was the how to ramp 80% faster, which has been my most popular episode. And obviously a topic that is of very high interest to sellers is how to speed up their ramp time. Um, but now that I've gotten all that out, uh, yeah, tell us what you're, you're working on. Maybe tell us what the last year had in store and, and share with us the, the big news. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm, I'm so excited, Jesse, that you and I can connect again. It's so crazy. I felt like this past year went so fast. Uh, so yeah, for, for me, uh, you know, obviously I was at Chorus. And while I was at Chorus, uh, a couple of my buddies um, actually were over at a consulting firm that I'm a contractor with, uh, Grisher Consulting. Mm -hmm. And they reached out to me and said, um, hey, we need, you know, some more contractors. Do you want to, you know, like side hustle, do some consulting, especially since we, a lot of our clients um, are outreach users and working for outreach. And the fact that I have a lot of experience with call intelligence, 
um, which I'm a, a big supporter of. I think it's so critical to record your calls and see the value. They wanted to also uh, have me get on board to help a lot of the clients more on the cold calling side, since I've mm -hmm. definitely mastered that, especially when it comes to prospecting, as you can understand back in our Smarter HQ days, Jesse. Yeah. And so I started uh, consulting for them and lo and behold, I loved it. I felt that it was definitely my calling. Um, you know, I, I felt like it was uh, definitely something that I could see myself doing full time. And so um, after doing that for a year, um, then I started getting my own clients just through connections and even people I've personally sold to who've reached out to me that, you know, just wanted help with their sales processes or sales strategies. Um, even to be, I call a sales therapist, uh, to be a soundboard, especially from leaders to make sure, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I encouraging my employees in the right way? Is this the right sales process to follow? Things like that. And so I actually decided to go ahead and quit corporate America. Wow. And as scary and exciting it was in the very beginning, this has been the best decision of my life. Um, I have been doing it now full time for a month and a half. And um, my business is called Amanda Diane Consulting. You can find me at the website, amandadianeconsulting.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, if you look up Amanda Jones um, and search for Amanda Diane Consulting, um, you, know, you should be able to find me there. Of course, I can also yeah. give you the links, uh, Jesse, if people want to follow. And yeah. really what I uncover, which is so exciting about this space, I'm such a big, like, I just love sales engagement. I love sales process, sales strategy, because I feel like, especially the clients that I'm helping, when they uncover a really solid strategy that they want to implement and seeing the fruits of the labor, you know, mm -hmm. come out for them, it's really, really awesome. Um, and so I love, you know, being that creator and helping them. Uh, so I decided to focus on two main things for my business and what I, you know, take away, I think is the best areas for this space right now. Mm -hmm. One is there's just such a strong need of contract sellers, like freelance sellers. I mean, how great would it be to just go work with a bunch of really awesome startups where you're just maybe doing some part-time for them, helping them to close, helping them build process. Uh, so I do offer that for a couple clients and I love it. Um, I really do see these clients as long-term and I've been building really great relationships with them. I actually can't imagine not working with them. So that's right. really exciting. And then the second big piece, which is what I do a lot of more one-time projects for is doing sales process and sales strategies. So, you know, if you're someone that doesn't know what that is, you're like, well, what do you mean by that? It's, you know, building out, you know, in terms of, are you using the right technology? What best technology do you need to implement to do the job in the most effective and efficient way? And then also really powerful content. What's going to drive that value to the customer and being mm -hmm. an omni-channel approach. I'm very big on, you got to do LinkedIn, co-call and email. And so yeah. those are my two big offerings and there's definitely a need in the market. And, you know, if you're ever even doesn't matter what business and those are listening, if you're ever contemplating, say you're side hustling something and you're thinking, maybe, maybe I can do this, just go and do it. You know, the wor I always say the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work out. And I have that mindset. I go, if it doesn't work out, I've been in SaaS sales my whole career. I've been extremely successful. Jesse and I obviously personally worked at many companies together and he's seen yeah. me, you know, win VIP trips and be at the top of the leaderboard. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I could always go back, right? But then I learned from another entrepreneur, by the way, which um, Jesse, you met her. She's now a private chef and she owns her chef business. Oh, interesting. My friend, Ashley. Yeah. She yeah. has been booming with her business because again, she just offers really great offerings to her customers. She told me, 
Mandy, get out of that mindset. Do not say worst case, like, oh, I'll just go back. So, you know, to listeners, it's like, if you have the drive, just go ahead and just go after it. Um, and, and don't look back, um, you know, cause I, I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, I wish I started this a year ago. Um, but then also my mindset too, is when I think about that is this was the right timing to do it. Because mm-hmm. if you think about the career I've had, I have 15 plus years sales experience. I've worked for a variety of SaaS startups, ones that, you know, a couple of them, I, one got bought out by Zoom Info when I was at Chorus. Um, another one, I'm pretty sure outreach at some time, like I would hope that they would go public. Um, so for me, you know, I've worked a lot of um, high growth startups. Mm-hmm. And with that came a lot of talent um, out of that, like understanding yeah. um, what are the best processes, what are the strategies? Because if you think about what I used to sell, I sold to sales teams. So mm-hmm. I feel like this was the good timing for me, but I'm so excited. So question for you. So, you know, launching a, a, a consulting business. And I know you've been in the sales engagement and sales enablement technology space for a while. Uh, how did you go about, you know, just for anyone out there who's listening, who's considered starting either a consulting company or being self-employed in some way, how did, how did you go about finding that first customer? It sounds like it, it came from your personal network, or mm-hmm. perhaps it was someone that you sold technology to before, but I guess, tell us how, how that all fell into place and, you know, you don't have to share who it is, but maybe how you had that first conversation around what you charge for your services and what it's going to, you know, what the scope of work is and some of those things. Cause I think one of the hardest things uh, about launching a consulting business or any sort of startup or, or software company or anything like that is all of these questions, you know, how, what do we provide? What's the specifics of the service? And I think a lot of people overthink it. And they don't realize, and, and, you know, I, of course, as well have learned this working in very early startups that, you know, typically you have to figure these things out as you go. And it may happen after the first sales conversation, you know, there may be, you land a contract and then you go in and scope out the work, but tell us, you know, for specifically your, uh, you know, consulting firm, how did you, how'd you land that first customer? Yeah. So um, I actually, when I was uh, working full-time uh, for another company, it was actually one of the freelancers and uh, he has um, a, a bunch of businesses that he's involved in. And he also would continue to give me really good pointers on like how to get involved in business. And, you know, cause he's worked with a lot of startups as well. So we just had a lot in common. Um, and more importantly, we just love working together. We just really yeah. connected so I, I asked him, I, I, I just asked, I was like, you know, hey, I'm open <clears throat> to being a you know, sales rep for your businesses. And I can definitely help build out a really successful strategy that will guarantee meetings, um, will guarantee getting your, you know, cycling product into bike shops um, was one of his businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- what are your thoughts? And he got with his business partners and he said, look, Amanda has been uh, doing nothing but impressing me throughout this whole process when I have been working with her let's just take her on board. And so I started with an hourly engagement. Um, I think, you know, for, it's always best to start there. The reason you want to start with an hourly engagement as a consultant, and because you're going to be scoping out the work. Um, One product I use, I love it. It's called 
toggle track. My in-laws hmm. actually are software engineer consultants and they've been doing this for 30 years. Huh. So it was nice because when I was thinking about going on my own, I actually went to Colorado. We spent a few weeks with them since we're both remote, me and my husband. And yeah. I asked her, I said, hey, as a consultant, like what tools do you use? So you, that's the one thing, people, you need to go into your network and go talk to the people that are doing something that you want to do or considering to understand the tools that they use. How do they own their day? Like ask them the yeah. questions. And I was asking her just all over the place, like taxes, <laughs> which I probably should speak to a CPA for that one, which I am, um, you know, yeah. and, the, and she recommended toggle track. So what I recommend is getting an Excel sheet with your clients. Um, you know, of course, to get your client, you have to ask, reach out to your network. And that's all I did. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I got a new client just this past week. I'm so excited for this one. They were a previous partner of mine when I was at Full Story. They were sure. the best people to work with. And when I was thinking in my head, um, you know, much like you would if you're thinking about looking for a new job, like what are the companies you want to work for? I then get another Excel sheet because I'm very type A personality. And I said to myself, mm -hmm. okay, who do I want as a client? Like, instead ah. of just going on Upwork, like, who would I like? And my gosh, should I write that digital consulting firm from Portland on there? I said, I'm going to text John and I let him know, hey, heads up. I just launched my business. Nice. I loved working with you all. What do you think about me coming on part-time as a sales rep for you? Um, in this case, we're going to do more STR work together. And then I'm going to also help them. I'm going to consult them on their current sales strategies, like when they're closing, like listening on calls and just, you know, see maybe some things that they might be missing. So it's a little bit more than STR work. Like my um, statements of work are definitely very customizable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was crazy is I feel like this is manifesting the energy, which you should always do as well. I'm a big believer in that. Just go right. after it. That's why I had this on my desk. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, so, which helped me a lot in the very beginning because I was nervous, of course, but you know, that yeah. went away very quickly because uh, there's definitely a need in this market. Uh, so um, he had responded right away, perfect timing. So it's things like that where, you know, make your list, but then execute on it. Because if you wait, you never know if maybe they would have hired someone right two months from now. And because I did hourly to answer that question, like how you like mm -hmm. go about it. I think going forward, it is best when you're a consultant to do more fix, but you need to make sure you don't overwork yourself or do a fixed amount. And then you're putting more hours in and then your hourly is way down. That's yeah. why I like the toggle track. Cause I'm tracking every single client. So re really quickly on the toggle track, is that, is it like a cloud-based software or is mm -hmm. it um, and, and it's how, free. How much is it? Oh, it's free. Okay. I was going to ask free. how much it costs. Yeah. It's awesome. And is it, too. is it like a, a project management tool or a planner or both? Uh, yeah. Walk us through, I mean, just how you use it, how you have it implemented and some, I guess, use cases for how someone who's launching something or even managing their just book of business and their sales mm -hmm. job, uh, could, could use toggle track. Yeah. So for toggle track, like how I use it, like I haven't really dug deep into all of their, options, but it's a free product is a Google Chrome extension, which I love. That's why I have oh, my I outreach yeah. everywhere. I'm obsessed yep. with Google Chrome extensions. I've seen similar web, like all that. Yep. And so what's great about it is I can, with the um, Google Chrome little button is all you do is you press it and then you write what you're working on and you press play. Now for me, obviously I have a couple clients, right? And again, I'm, I'm being very diligent about tracking my time because I, again, I wanna make sure this is part of being an entrepreneur is 
did I price this really right? Am I working way more than expected? You know, things like that. So say if I work on, you know, client A, at, which I was from 9 to 10 a.m. this morning before our call, I'll click the, you know, play button, write the client. Then guess what? I'm going to go back to that client after this call because I want to continue to do work for them. And all I do is they has like a little play button next to that client. I could press play and it continuously tracks throughout the day. So instead of doing all these, you know, list of different people, it's you can go back into each project and make sure that you're getting the exact hours each day. Um, and I love it because it really does show me that, you know, me being part time for one client, I am producing full time work because yeah. like, we're looking at my results right towards that. So um, I think if you were in sales and maybe you're not doing consulting, um, I think that it can help organize and manage your day a little bit better. Like if you really are struggling with that, you know, where you black out your calendar, you could press the, you know, play button, say prospecting, right. Or, um, checking in with clients. And then you can start seeing like, Hey, I'm really effective with prospecting. Mm -hmm. I only really need to do it two hours a day to get this many results. So I think for, you know, a, a seller in general that you might really enjoy. And again, it's free. So, um, yeah. it's, uh, it's spelled, uh, T O G G L and then track. Oh, toggle. Um, okay. They hold yeah. the, the E off. They hold the E off. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So, what what skills okay actually let me back up a little bit so the last time we talked uh for the first episode of the show the the episode was how to ramp 80 percent faster and you walked us through some of the things that you do when you come into a new software company and ramp really quickly so i imagine right now working with new clients having you know being basically a a freelance sales professional on the team whether that's you know operations or actually going and doing the the sales work you obviously have to ramp pretty quickly. I, I'd imagine coming in as a consultant, you've got to deliver some result in some amount of time. And maybe that's something you establish with the customer. Maybe it's not. Um, but I'm curious, what are some of the things that you're doing right now to very quickly come in and deliver some tangible result to your clients right away? And I think where I'm going with this question is I think the listeners out there who are in a you know selling role, not necessarily a consulting role, but they're in a contributor selling role, might be able to take away some of your uh, you know tips and tricks around you know again coming in, figuring out a new business very quickly, and then you know hitting the ground running and going and driving towards that first result. So tell us some of the things that you've done with clients to move very quickly in in your you know quote unquote ramp or uh, you know result deliverables. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of like the consulting side, what I've done is yes, I ramp incredibly quickly with my customers. Um, and the reason I, it kind of goes back to my statement before I have 15 years experience. So it's easy for me to just go in and go after it. Um, I, you know, make mistakes, obviously like any human being would. And for me, I, I'm just not afraid anymore of making mistakes. And of course, being in sales, I am not afraid of rejections. I just keep going, going, going. Uh, so the expectation with my clients is, and the clients I pick, is they all have to have a strategy in their mind of what they want to implement. If they come to me and they're like, well, I don't even know where to start, that's where it can get really challenging because it's also a mindset of, okay, have you done a market research? Like, do you know like who you want to target? To be honest, at this point, that's probably not a good client fit for me if you don't really right. know like where to start. Now, if you know I'm selling to law firms, I offer this continued education product, that's the strategy, right? Like, great then let's get the right tools in place. For me, I actually require my clients, um, especially the fixed rate ones that want me 
you know, as an SDR, maybe I do some closing, some sales process. I actually build out a blueprint sales strategy for them and it goes through uh, different buckets. We talk about the technology they should have, the yeah. type of content and sequences we should do. And then what is, you know, what does the next 30, 60, 90 days look like? And for me, for technology, I have found I ramp the fastest when I have outreach, shout out to mm. outreach being the most powerful product out there. I'm a robust user. I obviously yeah. used to work for them. I've consulted yep. for them. <laughs> I've done sure. everything with them. So yes, I'm a high like value user of theirs. Like again, it's, I understand the ins and outs of that, plat that platform. I can even implement it and set it up, which by the way, is something I offer as well. Um, and for me, you know, what I do is I tell them, okay, you need seamless AI. I think seamless AI is one of the best Legion uh, products out there. I mm -hmm. barely, barely have bounces. Um, I love how yeah. it again, integrates with my sales navigator. And mm -hmm. I can just press a button yeah, and nice. build out quick lists, which is pretty powerful. And then I just put it into outreach. And so to conclude, what I tell clients is saying, hey, in order for me to hit the ground running, because we can definitely build out the content with you of the value prop, I need outreach and I need seamless. I already have sales navigator. That's it. Yeah. I just need yeah. that. And I've been producing results in each client. I have averaged at least three to five meetings a week. The cycling product, um, I was four for four on cold calls. So now nice. I'm cold calling heavily for them. And his mind is blown right now. He's he's thinking, what the heck? Like I call and <laughs> they don't want anything to do with me. And then you call and they're like, sure, I'll have a sample. Uh, so again, they use outreach and they use seamless. So I feel like right. we were able to hit the ground running because they gave me a product that allowed me to do my job effectively. So, so this resonates because I think a big part of being successful, especially early on in a sales role is having the right technology in place, Yep, having the right data. That's mm -hmm. one that I think a lot of people overlook and, and you're touching on it here with seamless, uh, you know, having a good data source and, and you and I have both been in companies that did not have uh, lead gen databases for us. So we had to go out and guess people's email addresses or, you know, find other channels and of course, you know, pick up the phone a lot more than folks have to today. Uh, but I think you're hitting on something really important, which is having the right technology, having, uh, you know, a lead database or, or a way to get, you know, your contacts pulled in very quickly. And then of course, you know, LinkedIn is, is a superpower. It's a tool that can really get you a good view of the org chart and who's who, and, and, you know, using that in tandem with these other tools is, is a, is a real game changer. Uh, awesome. Tell us, uh, would, you know, do you ever do any sort of like pay for performance with your clients or like, do you guarantee your success at all? Uh, how does that work? And, and again, the question's coming, you know, partially from partially to kind of help listeners who might be in a role where they're in an early scrappy startup and someone asks for some guarantee of results. How do you handle that conversation? And is that something you'd ever offer? Yeah. So I think because I'm so early on to really know the type of results, because I am averaging at least with every client three to five, you know, meetings uh, a week. And then of course, some clients, I close those others. I'm just an SDR who, you know, might down the road close for them. So I'm yeah. definitely, you know, kind of jack of all trades when it comes to sales. So at this point, I don't guarantee. And the reason I don't like the guarantee is because every industry is different. You know, I'm not at today with Amanda Diane consulting, I have a variety of clients that are from a variety of industries. So say if I was only targeting SaaS startups, 
to say, all right, I have a guarantee of three to five meetings um, a week I will give you. And in turn, at least 25% of that will close. And that's just, you know, common uh, industry data right. for sales. Uh, so I don't do it at the moment just because of the variety of industries. However, I do see down the road, uh, especially when it comes to uh, building out, you know, sales process, you know, playbooks that I have done before that I'm currently doing. Once I start getting more of those and seeing the results with my clients through implementing that playbook, I think that it would be a lot easier to use the data to say, hey, right. generally I can see this. I don't know if I would ever feel comfortable doing a guarantee because you and I know in the SaaS world, there's some startups that their product is just does not resonate. <laughs> no one wants yeah, it yep. and it's very hard to sell it. And I would hate to you know, guarantee with a client like that where it's like, look, I, it's just not a market fit. Like, I don't know what else, to, you know, it's just not working. But yeah. For me, in terms of how I lay out a statement of work is they give me a fixed amount. Is This is most of my statements of work. And then again, it's customizable. I let the client tell me, what would you like to give me for commission? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think of long-term clients. Like I met this guy in Upwork. He was phenomenal. He owns a marketing analysis business. And all I'm doing for him is email campaigns. And I was really excited about that because that's such an you know easy thing for me to do and implement. I can do it really fast and be really effective. Him and I kept harping on each other the same like messaging, which is, I want you to be a long-term client. Mm -hmm. And him and I are more in the mindset of like, we're not here to do guarantees. It's more about, I'm going to produce results for you. And therefore, we're going to continue to be long-term clients. Because like I said, the, the clients I have right now, I just, I, I love them. Like I yeah. can see myself, you know, sending them Christmas gifts. I can see, excuse me, holiday yeah. gifts. I can see them. Um, you know, us, maybe I go up to New York to see one of them, right? Like with my husband and we do the whole mm -hmm. New York city thing. Then I go have a sure. nice dinner with them. So I, I want that life in the future with my long-term clients. Um, so I think, you know, especially when you do this, I think it gets a little rocky if you do some type of guarantee, but yeah. I think you should talk about your results. And here's the reality. Like I'm telling you the results I'm getting, for my clients and they're all from different industries like i guess yeah i could say that's a guarantee but i just prefer yeah not to do that because then a day they're getting a very sophisticated salesperson that brings sales enablement uh you know sales operations sdr enterprise mm -hmm. ae mid size ae smb ae like i'm literally yeah. all of that and yeah. i'm sorry but if you were to hire all of that i mean it would be a million dollars in salary so I just feel like, you know, I definitely bring a lot to the table and that's what my clients are looking at more than a guarantee. And actually no yeah. one's actually asked me for a guarantee, which is, you know, they're probably the that's same a, that's a great pitch when you're talking, you know, Hey, look, in terms of headcount, I'm able to, to be a force multiplier and I'm going to cost a lot less than hiring even, you know, three reps and an SDR four four total headcount. Um, and oh, to yeah. your point, you know, a million dollars in annual, you know, salary headcount and fully burdened salaries. Very interesting. I want to shift gears really quickly. We, we've got, uh, you know, kind of a short one today, um, but I wanted to ask you a couple of other questions that I think the audience will really appreciate. Uh, one is something that I admire a lot about your career is that you've managed to, to land at some of the hottest companies in, you know, previously in your career, you landed at some of the hottest companies in SaaS, uh, in the scene, you know, outreach, full story, uh, chorus AI and, and many others. So I, I think the audience, I get a lot of questions from listeners about how to, you know, break into some of those, 
very, very fast moving unicorn SaaS companies. And again, you've done that multiple times now over and over again. So you obviously have some uh, secret sauce, if you will, or you have some trick to, maybe it's not a trick, but you, you know, you're doing something right is I guess what I'm getting at here. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know, how someone might go about getting a role at, at one of those top uh, SaaS growth companies in, in the industry. So I would recommend two different ways to go. It, for, you know, I was, I guess, just have a really good LinkedIn. Um, and for each of those companies, the recruiter did personally reach out to me. However, when um, I was laid off due to COVID, I did the same thing, much like I do with my clients, where I said, hey, these are clients I would love to work for. I'm going to you know, definitely start reaching out to them. I did the same thing with companies I wanted to work for. And so I did this approach a little bit differently because obviously during that time, yeah, recruiters were hitting us up. We all experienced that in 2020. It was a, you know, just not, just not a good year all around. Mm -hmm. And so what I recommend is, and I tell this to a lot of my colleagues who will reach out to me and I'm more than happy, by the way, if you want me to like quickly look at your LinkedIn or give you some tips on it, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I know that a couple of listeners, Jesse, from your podcast have personally yep. reached out to me and I'm more than happy to help you all because sometimes it, it just takes that third party, right? To like show you and, and open up your eyes to maybe some things you didn't consider. Um, Cause I know that there's been people in my network that have done that for me and it proved yeah. really good results. What I recommend to do, make your list, and go hit up the recruiters of those companies. Now, recruiters accept your, your connections because they're always looking for leads and people to fill roles. Like they're just right. salespeople in general as well. So mm -hmm. I would recommend to connect with them and then send a message. But in that message, you need to write, you know, hey, I saw this role, like say it's a growth role at outreach. And I, you know, see that you're looking for this type of, you know, blah, 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 blah in the job description. This is how I can bring value to outreach. This is the common value that you would see for me, you know, maybe like if it was an SDR role, for example, I'd say like, hey, on average, I am getting three to five meetings a week. I would love to do that for outreach. Then ask for their time. So think about it from a sales mm -hmm. perspective. When you reach out to a prospect, you're writing the value prop, like what you can offer, to, why it matters to them, because it's always got to be them, not you. And then also, you know, you give your proof points of mm -hmm. your background. And from there, you are closing it, right? Which you, right. by the way, you should do on every interview. These SaaS companies, yep. they're expecting you to close on every interview. Meaning at the end of the interview, you say, this was a great what, conversation. Yeah. So yeah. Are, are you what would stop us from moving forward? Yeah. Yes, Is this exactly. aligned with your expectations? So <laughs> yep. yep. So I would yeah, recommend I doing that, but um, I do have a second part to that, which I would also recommend. So say you Maybe a recruiter in this company has reached out to you or, you know, you can't get in touch with them. You should go to the leaders. I have to say that there has been many times, I remember um, one mm -hmm. of the, the head of sales at Full Story would say this, that the new one they had hired on when I started, he said, oh yeah, I'm interviewing this person. They reached out to me personally on LinkedIn. He loved that. Again, you need yeah. to hard close the VP of sales and say, this is how I can bring value to you. Because at the end of the day, they have a, you know, they have their own big, that they have to carry and they want to be successful and being able to show that and have some type of proof points is great and get people the right recommendations for you on LinkedIn. If you go to my LinkedIn, mm -hmm. look below, there's tons in there. I have everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Justin, you wrote me one, I think way back when we were at Volusion. So build yeah. that up, you know, because there's been many times I've had new clients who have booked me now that they say the reason I'm, I took your 
interview here because I was doing some work on Upwork is because I went to your LinkedIn. I saw all your reviews of people working with you. And I said, I want to work with her. So that's yeah. why it really can, wow. that those reviews can come full circle for you that can prove, you know, obviously more revenue in your pocket. I, uh, I love the offer uh, that, that, you know, please reach out to Amanda and absolutely and get a second set of eyes on your LinkedIn. I've done that, you know, to what you said earlier, I've done that multiple times throughout my career. I still have folks in my network, uh, you know, Mandy included that will look over my, my content and my LinkedIn and make sure it looks good. Uh, I love the advice about using recruiters. So many people aren't aware of that as a, as a tool, as a lever to pull, to get the right jobs. If you're connecting with recruiters and also if you're adding value in some ways, and I could do a whole pod, I will be doing a whole podcast, actually talking to some SAS recruiters and getting their take on, on how to, you know, land top roles in the industry. But a few things you can do is just add some value. I mean, even if it's a position you're not interested in, introduce them to someone who might be. And then what happens is you start to build this Rolodex, if you will. I I know that word is kind of antiquated, but you you build this network, this Rolodex of recruiters. And then when you're ready to make a move or, uh, you know, you're looking for that next opportunity, you can go check in on all these people. And again, they're, they get commissioned on placing sellers in, in roles. So if you can leverage that relationship and, and, you know, it's win-win because they're getting, they're getting a cut of, of your, you know, landing in this new role and you can use them to, to get into companies that you're interested in working for. So I love that. I love reaching out to the decision makers, which is the hiring manager and sending them over just something short and concise that says, here's what I can do for your company based on the work I've already done. That's literally the job is reaching out to people that make the decisions, presenting, you know, again, clear, concise uh, ways that you can help. And that will blow a lot of people's minds and and really will help you stand out from the crowd and in the interview process. And then the last thing that I'm sure you probably do too, because we had the same mentor that told us to do this all the time, which is you write a thank you letter. Uh, If you can do it on pen and paper, it's a little bit harder today now that everyone's working from home. I used to do that and send it to, you know, the corporate offices, but now that nobody's in the office, it's a little more nuanced and you got to get a little bit more creative. There's tons of ways you can go about this, but always write a thank you email at the very least, preferably a, you know, a handwritten thank you note, if you can figure out how to get that to the in person. Um, but those are, you know, in my mind, all of the, the steps you need to take. I have a whole other thing that we don't have time to go into that I've been doing, uh, you know, I've done in the past that helps really set me apart as a candidate. And, uh, I'd be glad to share that at some point, but, uh, yeah, anyway, thank, thanks for sharing that again. I'm always so impressed. I've been so impressed by the companies that you've ended up at. And I know that that experience has helped you position yourself now to move into self-employment and it's given you not only the clout, but the network and the, you know, credibility to go out and build your own business, which is super cool. And I think, you know, importantly on top of that is just, I've had a lot of great mentors, you know, obviously like always been encouraged by you, Jesse, and I've had some amazing leaders, you know, that I'm still close with to the day. Shout out to Barbara Brenner, who's my boss at Outreach. You know, I think it's so important to have that support network encouraged and it's just, it's been a really fun ride. And, you know, I guess my like ending advice to everyone is, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, doing anything in terms of like owning your own thing or going for that big job, maybe you really want to work at Salesforce um, or Oracle, you know, you just really want to get in there. Uh, go for it and, and take these tips and tricks that Jesse and I have shared. Uh, Cause the thing is you, you're just, you're not going to regret it. Um, you know, just don't be scared and go for it. 
Well, awesome. Mandy, thanks again for coming on the show and sharing an update with us. Uh, we will absolutely be having you back on again soon. And uh, best of luck as you grow your consulting firm. Uh, thanks, Jesse. You have an awesome week. This was fun. 